I'm Andrew Schwartz, and you're listening to The Truth of the Matter, a podcast by CSIS where we break down the top policy issues of the day and talk with the people that can help us best understand what's really going on. To get to the truth of the matter about the G7 and what they're talking about regarding artificial intelligence, we have with us Gregory Allen, who is the director of the Wadwani Center for AI and Advanced Technologies at CSIS. Gregory, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. So the reason you're back so soon is that things are changing so fast in the world of AI. Now we have the G7 leaders meeting. Today's Friday, May 19th, and they're going into new territory. These are the first conversations among the world's largest democratic economies about a common approach to AI. You and the CSIS AI Council that you work with and that you you know, really have stood up, co-chaired by uh, Microsoft's Brad Smith and Accenture's Julie Sweet, you all laid a groundwork for what the G7 should actually do on AI several months back. What should they do? And what are they doing? Yeah, so the CSIS AI Council, which we uh, formally stood up this past October, was always targeted at the G7. And there we uh, published an open letter from the members of the CSIS AI Council, which is really a global institution um, with really remarkable distinguished leaders across the academic, former government, and the business community around AI governance and published an open letter saying that the G7 needed to include AI on the agenda. And thankfully, we're really pleased to see that they have done so because this technology is moving incredibly fast. And there's some really important initiatives going on in basically all of the G7 countries. And what they really needed was an opportunity to coordinate their efforts. So AI has undergone an incredible technological revolution over the past decade, and again, over the past year. I mean, there's just no end in sight for how fast this technology is moving. And one aspect of that story is around regulation and governance. The European Union has its AI Act, which recently just passed Parliament. So now it will move to the trilogue process before actually becoming law. There's still you know, some ongoing negotiations inside the European Union. But this is a really big law. It's sort of the, the first big swing at AI regulation going on anywhere. There's other initiatives going on in the United States. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has just announced a major effort around AI that is going to include uh, a regulatory conversation. And uh, just not that long ago, the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, which is the organization that created ChatGPT, was testifying before Congress and calling for regulation. So one of the key things that the, the G7 countries are trying to accomplish is to actually think about what are these guardrails going to be on AI technology and what do we need to do to collaborate? What do we need to do to collaborate to promote AI? And what do we need to do to collaborate to establish these sort of protective guardrails and ensure that there's some kind of minimum interoperability or coherence to the regulatory approaches that each of the G7 countries and really the advanced democratic economies around the world are taking. Now, this is so complex. And when we talk about guardrails, as was reported this morning, that the leaders agreed to guardrails and they said these guardrails would be human centric and based on democratic values. What does that mean to you? Does that, is that anything specific enough to, to really comment on? 
Sure. I think the, the first thing to keep in mind here is that AI, in a sense, is already regulated because the economies are regulated, right? Imagine if you wanted to put AI into an aircraft autopilot system or machine learning into an aircraft autopilot system. Well, you know, aircraft autopilot regulations were not designed with machine learning in mind. It really sort of predates the modern machine learning revolution. But so many of those regulations just cover everything you do with software, everything you do with data, everything you do with systems engineering and change management. And what is true for aircraft is true for so many different other aspects of the economy. So you have this sort of existing body of regulation that definitely applies to AI, but then you also have this sort of ongoing revolution in areas like large language models and generative AI, and some of that is adequately addressed by the sort of existing regulatory architecture, but some of that really does feel new because it is new. And so the, the, the leaders of these governments are asking themselves, okay, what do effective guardrails look like and what are they guarding against? What are the failure modes or threat vectors from advanced AI that we're trying to wrestle with? And I think the democratic values part of this is them trying to state that ultimately we are committed to things like free speech. We ultimately are committed to you know, not using AI as the backbone of an authoritarian surveillance enterprise, but we do want to harness the benefits of AI. And so it's about striking that balance between promoting and protecting AI and doing so in a way that uh, is consistent with democratic values. I don't think it's just lip service, but I also don't think it's easy. Right. So this is what they're talking about when they say that they want to take a risk-based but forward-looking approach, right? Yeah, because risk-based as a term actually communicates a lot of information, right? How, how strictly are we going to regulate the use of AI in, you know, I'm just spitballing here, nuclear reactors versus how strictly are we going to regulate AI for, you know, assistance in crafting emails, right? You want to have a risk-based approach because you're considering, you know, if AI is used in this application, what could go wrong? How significant is the risk if something does go wrong? And so calibrating the sort of regulatory burden, which is not going to be trivial at the end of the day, ensuring that we are calibrating the regulatory burden against the risks that we are facing is really the starting point for any kind of reasonable approach. Well, it really says something, doesn't it, that when this summit is really supposed to be focused on Ukraine and getting everybody aligned on Ukraine, and then secondary focuses on China, that AI has taken such a prominent role in this G7 summit. Yeah, it, it earned that spot, to be totally frank. I mean, this is not to diminish the Ukrainian crisis at all. This is not to diminish the seriousness of the challenges facing China. But this is a world-changing technology revolution that we are in the midst of. And it is absolutely appropriate for the leaders of the global advanced democratic economies to come together and discuss this issue. So I guess the question really is, is can these countries sustain the conversation on a technology that's appeared to really burst on the scene so quickly, even if this technology has been years in the making? I think that's that's right. 
And I think one of the key outcomes of the G7 that I view as pretty likely is to continue the collaboration between these governments at the ministerial level. So from a G7 process perspective, you know, right now we're in the midst of the leadership summit. A month ago, we had the ministerial meeting of the digital and technology ministers, or in the United States case, you know, secretaries and assistant secretaries. And at that level of government sort of working level collaboration, I think normally that would stop after this leadership summit on a topic like AI. This year, I think it's actually going to continue for the full duration of the Japanese presidency. So I would not be surprised at all to see either the standing up of a G7 AI governance working group, or perhaps even, you know, another digital and technology ministerial meeting of some kind taking place in, say, October. I don't think that they view this work as finished even after the leadership summit. Gregory C. Allen, thank you very much for your insight today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great chat. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our larger suite of CSIS podcasts from Into Africa, The Asia Chessboard, China Power, AIDS 2020, The Trade Guys, Smart Women, Smart Power, and more. You can listen to them all on major streaming platforms like iTunes and Spotify. Visit csis.org slash podcasts to see our full catalog 